Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Well, today I'm going to be doing an interview with Stephen Neal of No Foreign Lands. You may recall that Jack Andrews interviewed Steve Neal a while back. And I'm just following up with Steve to find out what's new with the website No Foreign Lands. Before we get to that interview, let me remind you that if you're interested in supporting this podcast, there's two ways to do it. You can buy my audio products, which include audio lessons for the ASA 101, the 103, and the 104. And these are designed to help you pass the written portion of the ASA exams. Nobody can teach you to sail in a podcast. You've got to get on a boat to learn to sail. And by the way, I've got some great reviews from customers that have bought the audio lessons for the ASA courses, and they've been really happy with them. So I think it's a great product if you are wanting to learn how to sail and are studying for those exams or just want to learn the terminology and uh, safety procedures on a sailboat. Look at those audio lessons. They're available at the website. It'll take you to a service called Gumroad where you can download them. You can also buy them in iTunes and Amazon. They're on iTunes and Amazon as well. The other way to support this podcast is to become a Patreon. And I have various gifts or offers for those that choose to support me. If you're interested in becoming a patron, which I highly encourage, go to patreon.com backslash medsailor. All right, let me thank my sponsor, Sailrite. Since 1969, Sailrite has been equipping you with everything you need to sew for your boat, from biminis and boat covers to upholstery work and even sewing your own sails. Sailrite is your one-stop shop for fabric, sail and canvas kits, tools, hardware and sewing supplies. Sailrite is also the maker of the patented Ultrafeed sewing machine, a portable heavy-duty machine that can handle all the sewing jobs for your boat and more. A passionate crew of DIYers, Sailrite produces high-quality, free how-to videos to empower their customers to turn their sewing dreams into a reality. I got this email. I should have read it in the last episode, but I forgot. And it's from Jacques Tenkate. And it says, Lama Meteo and Insurance. And he writes, Hi, Franz. With pleasure, listen to your podcast on Sardinia, Amalfi Coast, and Corsica. I own together with a friend, a Grand Soleil 45, now in Olbia, Sardinia. The boat was originally bought with the idea of bringing her back to the Netherlands where we live. The idea was to spend a year flying up and down, cruising in the Med, and then sailing her back. We liked it so much that we decided to stay Between the two of us, the boat is used a couple of months per year. We still have kids at home and jobs to attend. We leave her usually close to a low-cost airline destination and often just go for a couple of days next to the four-week summer holidays we always do. We covered a lot of Spain until Virgo, or Vigo, Islas Seas, Morocco, Portugal, Balearics, and a lot of Italy, We very much like Sardinia and Corsica and basically have her base there now for the last three years in different ports. Regarding meteo, and by meteo, I think he means meteorology. 
I find Llama, which is a web-based or which is an app, and I downloaded this. It's called Llama, L-A-M-M-A. Absolutely the best. It is a bit confusing how it works. You open up the app, go to Modella, then select in the right drop menu Vento Imar, and then select the area you want. It then lets you select what you want to look at, gusts, wave heights, winds, and so forth. The app is mostly used by fishermen, and I find it extremely accurate. So before I go on to the rest of the email, let me make a comment. Um, Jocks, I downloaded that, and (laughs) I couldn't make heads or tail of it. And I actually searched for a YouTube video trying to explain how it worked. It's in a foreign language, and unfortunately, I'm American, and I... I'm monolinguistic, so I couldn't make it work for me. But if you're in Europe and uh, and, and it may have something to be to, to do with I'm an American and I don't think the app because I, I kept going to where you said to click a menu and it never showed that menu you talked about. Anyway, it may work in Europe, it may work in America, but I couldn't get it to work. I use some other apps for weather. Okay, then you go on to say regarding insurance. I heard you tell a figure of $2,500 U.S. for your boat. You should look at Dutch insurance. We pay at the ANWB Association for our 45-foot with full coverage, 500 euro. 500 euro. Yes, we do have a significant own risk, I think 5,000 euros, so that we pay first before getting anything covered, but that's fine with me. Regards, Jocks. Jocks, hey, uh, thanks for the heads up on the insurance if you want to write me back, give me a connection, a phone number, or an email address for the ANWB Association or the Dutch insurer that you're working with. I'd love to reach out to them and see what they could do for me. And also, you have some local knowledge of the areas you sail in, and I'd love to have you come on the podcast and talk about that if you're open to that. If you are, write me another email and give me your Skype contact information, and we will try to schedule an interview. My biggest problem I have in scheduling interviews is just the time difference. I'm trying to schedule an interview today with with somebody in Europe, and I like to do my interviews in the afternoon, which would be the evening in Europe, and so sometimes it becomes difficult to, to, to schedule the time differences. But we'll make an effort if you are interested in sharing your knowledge with the listeners. Let me know appreciate it. All right, let's get on to the interview with Steve Neal. Well, I've got Steve Neal back. This is the first time I think I've actually talked to you, Steve. I think the last time you were on the podcast, uh, you were interviewed by Jack Andrews when you were at uh, Marina Ragusa in Sicily. Is that correct? It's absolutely correct. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago that we were there. (laughs) Well, you know, you've you've got a you apparently took a hobby and made yourself a job, because when I talked to Jack, he said you were uh, spending a lot of time on the No Foreign Lands website. Yeah, it's um, it's turned into kind of a hobby uh, slash obsession for both my wife and I. And on days like this, it's nice to have something to do on board when uh, when the the rain's belting down outside as it is now. It's nice to. Uh, to sit down and do something constructive. We both used to be uh, in the software game. My wife used to be a data analyst. I used to do software development, and um, I don't know, it keeps your skills sharp and keeps the brain ticking over. 
Well, we ought to refresh our new listeners who you are, what you do, where you come from. So, so give me a quick biographical sketch of, of, uh, of how you ended up sailing and where you're at right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I'm Steve Neal. Uh, got into sailing about 10 years ago with my wife on uh, just on a flotilla holiday, and we absolutely loved it. At the time, we were both working long hours, uh, commuting and doing all the, the city life stuff. And uh, so we, we drew together a plan where we would put some money aside and eventually use that money, sold the house, sold everything, moved on board and started sailing. So we've been all around the UK. We've been... Um, across the north of France, down the coast of Portugal, into the Med. Spent uh, two or three years in the Med, visiting different places, uh, which is where we met Jack, in, uh, in Marina de Ragusa, in Sicily, where we spent two winters. And now we're in South America. We crossed the Atlantic in January, and um, along the way we've been stopping and working on our website for the last, uh, last couple of years and, and sort of building features up and, and watching it grow. Well, now, what, were you working and living in London or the UK? Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, I was working um, in the city on um, on software systems in investment banks, and Elena was working for uh, well as a contractor for a few different um, universities, mainly doing data analysts on their student figures and things. All right. So you are where right now? I'm looking for you on No Foreign Lands. Yeah, if you type Amalia in the search field, you'll find us. We are in uh, Paramaribo in Suriname. We're on uh, on anchor at the moment in the Suriname River. Amalia of London? That's us, yeah. There we go. Okay, I can zoom in on you then. Okay. You can, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I want to delve deep into your website, New Foreign, No Foreign Land, NoForeignLand.com. Yeah. You, you set this up for as a service to sailors. Yeah, initially it was just for a bit of fun. So initially all it did was it attract um, the winter community who were all, um, you know, really friendly bunch at Ragusa. So um, as they all left for the summer, it just drew lines across a very simple Google map to show where all the boats had gone. And People were just on it every day, wanting to see where the other boats that they knew were and, uh, you know, arranging to meet up and things like that. So we thought we were onto something. So we started building it up the following winter when we were in, uh, in the marina again and adding more and more features on it. And we went public with it about a year later, which is about a year ago now, I guess. And, um, I mean, you can, you can see if you zoom out on the map, there are hundreds of boats now. I think we've got it's something in a region of 500 and something boats registered on the site. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken off quite rapidly over the last year. All right. So explain how people can join up and how they input their, um, their location and information then. Yeah, sure. Well, to sign up, you just go along and uh, in the top right corner of the browser window, you'll see a sign-in button. You can click on that and then just you can log in with your Facebook or your Google accounts, or you can log in with an email address. Uh, pick one and stick with it, because when you log in, that's how we know you. You're, you know, your friends from Facebook or friends from Google. Stick with the same account each time you log in. And then at the top of the page, you'll see something about register my boat. You click on that, put in your boat details, um, select where you are on the map, and that's you done. If you enter your AIS number, 
then we can pick up on AIS information and we can automatically move your boat on the map as long as you're transmitting on AIS. If you don't have AIS, then you can just manually move your boat every once in a while when you've uh, moved on to a new destination. All right. So um, I, I, click, I clicked on your track and I'm following you all over the world here. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty cool now, doesn't it? Does. It does. It really does. <laughs> Yeah, we've got offshore tracking on the site as well. So uh, the track you see for us across the Atlantic uh, was actually automatically updated from our Iridium Go every six hours. It would send a signal up to the servers and uh, plot our positions. So that's actually the, the exact route that we took. And there's a whole bunch of boats. About 40 boats used our offshore tracking um, in January and December to, uh, you know, to, to monitor their journeys across the Atlantic. So it works with uh, Iridium Go, it works with Iridium satellite phones, it works with um, SSB packed modems. If you can send an email message with your lats and LOMs on, that will update your position as well. So we've got a bunch of features for offshore tracking as well as coastal and manually doing it through the website. Well, this is amazing. Now, I notice when I click on a specific arrow, it doesn't give me a time or anything, but it just tracks your, uh, gives your track then, doesn't it? Uh, can you repeat that, Franz? The signal so, broke up a little bit there. So I'm so I'm looking at your track across the Atlantic, and I'm trying to say, okay, what what date did he do this? But it doesn't give me that information. It just shows your track, right? It just shows the track for now. Yeah. Again, there's there's a list as long as our arm on, uh, on the features that we'd like to add in, but uh, we try and prioritize it a little bit. But we would like to get something like that up on the up on the site at some point. Okay. So now I. Uh... Now I can click on show details of your boat, and there I see some photographs you put on the website of your boat. One yep, flying a spinnaker. Yep. Yep. Well, that's great. So now I know Jack has uh, has got his family on board. For him, he's always looking for boats with children. Is there any way of filtering boats with children or anything like that yet? Yes, there is. Uh, we're actually in partnership with kidsforsale.com, um, and we, uh, we have boat groups on no foreign land. Uh, in fact, just as a, like a test thing, if you scroll down on our boat page, you can see a list of boat groups. You've got the Atlantic Crossing, mm-hmm. you've got Halbo Grassy Yachts, and then the bottom one is Kids for Sale. And um, if you belong to a group, then you can actually filter the map and you can switch on or off other members of the group. So uh, the way you're looking at the site right now, you're just seeing everyone. Mm-hmm. But if you've got your boat registered and you're a member of a group, then you can actually only show those group members. So I know for a, pretty sure actually Jack's in that group. Um, it's one of the large groups that we've got on the site. I think there's about 80 boats uh, signed up and in that group now, just to indicate that they've got kids on board. Um, and that's that's something that, is, is proving to be really popular, actually. You know, other boats with kids want to find boats with kids, and it's a nice, easy way for them to visualize where another boat might be. Okay. And if they if there is a boat in the next bay, then they can chat with them through no foreign land and send messages to see if they want to meet up and, and do things like that, too. Well, I'm looking at the different groups. <clears throat> You've got Emil Yachts, Antares Catamarans, Atlantic Crossing 2018-2019. Atlantic yeah, crossing. yeah, yeah. A lot of different groups here. And how did how does somebody set up a group, or is that up to you? Um, the groups need to be uh, set up by me at the moment. Um, it's, again, it's um, it's something that we're just testing the water with a little bit. And there's a there's a link at the bottom of the page there if you want a new group. 
then you can uh, either request it in our forums or request it on our Facebook page. Someone asked for an SSB group just uh, just a week or so ago, and you can see that down there at the bottom of the list. So we, uh, we, we set that up. It only takes a second or two for us to stick another group on there. All right. Now, are you are you fully retired now? No, no, that was the plan. But um, <laughs> I've been uh, been made made some quite tempting offers. Um, last year, I was back in London. I did a, a total of ten days' work last year. This year, I'm doing the same job for the same client, but in two different locations. So I've got twenty days' work coming up around about August time, which actually works really nicely for us because we're going to have the boat lifted in Trinidad get a couple of jobs done while we fly um, fly off to get you know get these 20 days of work done in uh, in the states and in Poland then we'll be back to the boat okay so you're going to take off during the hurricane season and, uh, and well for most of it we're actually we're south of the hurricane area at the moment so um, although it's raining a lot at the moment it's been quite nice for the last few weeks so we're quite safe from hurricanes right now but come October November time then if we do head up to the Caribbean from here, then we'll be back down sort of Trinidad or maybe even back here in Suriname. We're really liking Suriname at the moment. It's a pretty cool place. You know, it's not even been on my radar, but maybe it's some place to go. Is Are there a lot of boats down there? Well, I guess I can go onto no foreign lands and see how many boats are down there. <laughs> but... There's a few around us where we've been telling people about our website. So there's quite a few signed up down here. Uh, but it's, it's an ex-Dutch colony. So Dutch is the main language that's spoken here which is a bit of a problem for Elaine and I because we don't really speak any Dutch at all. But they also speak very good English. And a lot of the boats that come through this way are, uh, you know, flying a Netherlands flag. So um, there's quite a few Dutch boats that come through here. Just like when we were in uh, French Suriname uh, a month or so ago, you know, which is the next country along this coast. And most of the boats that came through there were flying French flags and the country speaks French. So it's popular for... You know, this area of coastline is quite popular with Dutch and French sailors. All right. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm exploring this website while we're talking. And so I'm sure. looking at these icons along the top. You say, register my boat. I haven't put my boat in there yet. Okay. And then uh, you've got share no foreign land so I can share it with other people. And you have the Facebook page. And yeah. Then, and then you have the Patreon. Let's talk about. Uh, yeah. How, yeah. Let's w- talk about that. I went live this morning. Oh, really? Live this morning with Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your timing's <laughs> impeccable. Um, we weren't planning on going live for another week or two. But, um, in fact, Jack found the Patreon page and uh, made a donation, which was really nice of him. So he's, he set up a pledge on the Patreon page and he's helping us out a little bit with the cost of the servers, which has started to increase quite drastically now that the site's um, sort of growing as quickly as it is. So um, in terms of patronage we give away a few sort of nice-to-have features. We don't want to mess with the, uh, you know, the, the ingredients that are making the site as popular as it is, but we think there's a few nice little add-ons that we can provide for patrons to help, help with the cost of running the servers. And um, I think Jack mentioned it to someone who mentioned it to someone else, and all of a sudden we've got four, five, six people have made pledges to help us run the site, which has been... Um, uh, bordering on an emotional reaction from Elena and I. It's just so nice to see that people are, are behind us and, and want to see the site doing well. Um, so I spent a few hours this morning just finishing off some basic uh, sort of checks on the code that I'd written, and we went live with it this morning. And, uh, yeah, we've already got, I think, uh, six 
six patrons or seven patrons have already gone along and uh, pledged us a few dollars each month to, to help with the cost of running the servers. Yeah, seven. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, seven. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you're so you're, you're making really a lot pleased. better progress than I have when I open up a t- <laughs> Patreon account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we're uh, we're pleasantly surprised. Actually, it's one of those things that um, you know we've we've always um, wondered how best to cover the costs and how best to uh, um, you know make a go of it as a as a you know a, a website that uh, turn to when they want to find information about places or keep track of uh, other sailing friends as they as they journey around the world. And uh, we were aware that the costs would start to climb at some point and that uh, realistically, with just a few days work that we do a year, that the cost of running something like this isn't free. People um, quite often have the perception that software development and running of websites is, uh, is a cheap thing and a free thing to do because you get used to Google offering you lots of free apps, you get used to the likes of Facebook and Twitter and all of these social sites that you know entice you in with uh, with zero cost, but then they sell on your information uh, to advertisers, which is something we're not going to do. We don't want to put adverts on the site, and we don't want to be a broker for people's personal information. So that's not an approach that we ever wanted to take. So the whole Patreon thing uh, really just relies on people's goodwill and then making some uh, you know some pledges and some donations to us to running the site and. Yeah, forty-eight hours in, we're uh, we're very pleased with with the response we've had so far, and we hope it's going to continue. Well, you have eight now because I just uh, became a patron. Oh, good man! You have to get your boat on the site, and you can get <laughs> some uh, some of the freebies that we give away for our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, that's great. So, um, so what else we do we need to know about uh, No Foreign Lands? What's going to be the best way to learn about it? Just get on there and play with it? Uh, yeah, we've um, I've started making a few um, little videos, which I've got on a YouTube channel. They are in the help pages. So right next to that P icon that you were looking at in the top right, there's a question mark yeah. icon there. Help pages. That's, that's the help pages. And absolutely everything that the site does is listed in those help pages. I've been quite fastidious with keeping those uh, up to date. Um, so along with the patron stuff going out, for example, this morning, a help page explaining how patron works and uh, you know what you need to do if you want to link your boat to your patron account so we can automatically unlock the patron-only features for you. Uh, it's, it's all documented in there. All the tracking options are documented. There are guidelines on adding data to the map because it is it's community driven. The data that's on there, although we've added um, uh, a, a good share of that, the idea is that uh, users and visitors to the site can edit the data. They can add new places. So if you've discovered a fabulous anchorage somewhere and you want to share that with friends or just share it with the wider community, you add an anchorage pin to the map, put some photos on there. Um, with anchorages, you can specify wind direction protection and things like that and you know add, add data to the map let people see it we can um if you look on fuel stations and things then you can update the prices that you paid for fuel which will help people get an idea whether they should be filling up where they are or waiting until they've crossed a border somewhere and you know buying cheaper gas in the next country or the next state 
So we try and keep the data um, as active as possible. And we, we really encourage people to get in there and, you know, add places, review places, give them star ratings and all this kind of stuff. And we're open to ideas as well. So if anyone's got any thoughts on, uh, on new features or uh, extra types of places we should be adding, we're constantly asking questions in the Facebook groups and on the Facebook pages, you know, to try and get feedback from people using the site too. Well, I just checked on one on connecting my blog to No Foreign Lands. Ah, and, yeah. And I was, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering how that would, you know, and then I clicked and I said, you know, basically we need to reach out to you on how to do that because I think you want to have control over, over a lot of that information. Well, yeah, the, uh, you can share um, your social media on, on our site as well. And one of the advantages of doing that is that um, on our notifications, we will let any bo anyone who's following your boat know about new blog articles that you've written or new YouTube videos that you've published. So that will come up on our activity feed. Um, the YouTube stuff is fairly straightforward. It's just, you know, we've published a video. Let's let our friends know about it. The blogging stuff has got another angle on it. Um, and what you can do with a blog is you can actually put links in the blog that you're writing to places that we describe on No Foreign Land. And if you do that, then we will link back to you from No Foreign Land. So, for example, if you type in on the search field up there, Mindelo, M-I-N-D-E-L-O, and look at Mindelo Marina. Let me go back here. So I need yeah. to go back. I mean, I'm in. Go back to the map. Okay, let me go back to the front page. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's Mindelo, M-I-N-D-E-L-O. Yeah, and then um, from the list, you should be able to select Mindelo Marina. I'm not the fastest. Oh, yeah, there's Mandelo Marina. Okay, right. Yeah, uh -huh. and you can see on the bottom of the information window that's popped up, there's a there's B2. B is for blog. Mm -hmm. with a little, oh, uh, is that what that means? Okay. Beaming icon, yeah. And number two tells us there are two blogs on the Internet that have discussed this place. So if you click on Show Details. Okay. And then scroll down a little bit. Oh, you yeah. can see that uh, Amalia of London which we know and love, that's us, and Space Grazer have both mentioned Mindelo in blogs. So if you want to, if you're researching about the route that you're going to take in uh, in the summer, and uh, there's only so much information that we've got on no foreign land, but if you want a personal perspective on it and you want to find out more about, you know, someone's adventures there or whatever else, then when you see that little B icon on the place, have a look and you can go and visit the blogs that people have written. Oh, so you can okay. go and look at Space Grace's blog or our blog. So that's why the, the blog integration feature is um, sort of open. It's open by invitation. If you've got a blog and you think that you'd like to use it, then by all means, get in touch. We're currently sort of trying to get more bloggers on board. Um, but we want to make sure that the quality of um, the things that we're linking to from No Foreign Land is appropriate. So there is a review uh, process that we go through. We've got um, three or four people that help us with the reviewing of blogs. So um, when you submit a blog to be used on the site, someone will say yes or no, you know, send it back to you and say, well, you know, you've, you've hidden the links to these places or there's something, you know, inappropriate on there. And once we're happy with it, then it goes and gets um, it gets added to all of our place pages. So we get links going from our places out to people that have written about them as well. So you've got you know, extra information you can read about. 
Hold on a second. I'm getting a call, and I'll just have to no problem. that one here. All right, so you're, you're really looking for micro-scale information. You're not looking for macro. Because just say, for instance, I, I interview Andrew Vick, and we have an hour interview, and he talks about 20 different places in Croatia on, on, a, on a podcast. That really wouldn't be appropriate because we can't really define it down to specific areas, you know, on the map like you're showing here. Yeah, I mean, the, the way of, you know, focusing on an area is quite literally to zoom in on that country or that area on the map and just sort of browse through the data, you know, that's pinned to the map. And yeah, you, you're right. We are, we are looking at the micro level. There, there's a lot of good resources out there. Um, you know, like the Jim B. Sale website gives some really good information on cruising in the Med with country guides. You've got Noon Site, which will give you all the lowdown on, uh, you know, uh, on the processes you need when you're visiting different countries. But at a micro level, what we're trying to capture are things like, um, you know, what's the cost of fuel in this place? Um, what's this particular anchorage like? Or, you know, the, the real sort of nitty-gritty stuff, where can I find gas to refill and, you know, other stuff that is really quite um, quite tricky to find if you're just using Google or uh, one of these, uh, as you described, a more macro-level information source. Okay, well, that's great because sometimes getting that micro-level is the hardest thing, especially, you know, specific anchorages in an area or on an island. So one of the better ways to do it what might be just, let's go back to No Foreign Lands and zoom in on, a, let's say, somewhere in Croatia. I'll just back mm -hmm. out here. And Oh, by the way, what, uh, what, how are you getting Internet access? You're on your boat in the middle of nowhere, and how are you getting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge, eh? It could be a real challenge. Uh, at the moment, there's, um, there's a bar nearby that has um, Wi-Fi, but it's atrocious. So at the moment, we've just got a SIM card and um, and a little uh, Wi-Fi router that we're using with the SIM card on the boat. Okay. So it's, uh, it's 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 not broadband lightning speed, which would be a bit frustrating. But it uh, it does for the time being. All right. So I'm just clicking on a little a little bit of information on an anchorage. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's there, there is just so much information on here. If uh, I just remembered. Yeah, get there's heaps. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you zoomed out, we don't show all of the markers. That's why you see those sort of uh, orange and purple things, that look like little um, explosion symbols with numbers in the middle. The number tells you how many icons are hidden behind it. So if you click on one of those numbers, it will zoom you in and it will show you the you know like the forty, the sixty places that are that are masked behind it. So it's only when you zoomed right in that you get really sort of fine grained information on the map. All right, so um, this is basically a web browser application. It's not, it's not set up as an app for iOS or Android or anything right now, is it? No, no, we'd love to. We'd love to, but uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is at the moment that um, it takes all of our effort and time to keep the website um, uh, you know, feature-rich and, and interesting for people. If there's anyone out there listening who would like to develop an iOS app or develop a, um, an Android app for us, then just get in touch straight away and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about getting something out there. Uh, at the moment, it's just, you know, we, although we've got all the time in the world, it's just me cutting the code and Elena working on the data. So this, you know, this, is, uh, this requires more manpower 
if we're going to start building apps. Well, I've had people offer to give me help on my website, but I don't know how to delegate it, and so I haven't done any of it. So there may be somebody listening that, uh, that will reach out to you because it looks like a worthy project. Thank you. Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd be great, grateful to hear from anyone who's keen to get involved. Now, you've been able to successfully crowd, crowd, well, crowdsource information. You know, when I first started my podcast, my goal was to have other people tell stories and mail me in MP3 files, and I would put them out on the website. And very little of that has happened with the ex- exception of Jack and Jack Andrews and Neil Fletcher. Nobody else has really taken up that offer. But you've been able to get hundreds of boats to start joining in because they see value in what you're doing. That's great. Yeah, we're really happy with the response that we've had. I mean, there's, we, we did um, source some, some information ourselves, and we've, you know, a lot of the information that you see, I've, you know, got to say thank you to, to Elena, my wife. She, she's fastidious with researching places that we're going to go to in the summer. Um, so you look at countries like, um, like Greece, for example, there's just hundreds and hundreds of places in there that she's gone through and catalogued. And um, on the back end, we've got tools which allow us to upload bulk data into, um, into the website. So we can prepare a lot of stuff offline and, uh, and bulk upload it and, uh, and set it live on the map without having to go through all of the, you know, the, the website, clicking on this and entering stuff manually. Yeah, I just... So, I, I, so again, actually, if, if there's anyone out there who's got spreadsheets or databases of places that they've been and visited with uh, names of places and coordinates, then again, get in touch and, and we'll try and uh, merge their data into, into the data that we've got on the site without them going through the process of doing it all manually. Yeah, I just actually zoomed in on one anchorage I put in near Gocek, Croatia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see that I can go in and edit it. For some reason, I showed protection from the south, and there is no protection from the south. And, okay. Uh, so I just went in. Now, can anybody go in and edit this information or just the people that put the anchorages in to begin with? No, anyone can edit it. The whole okay. idea is that if you visit a place and you see there's a mistake, edit it fix it and uh, the person who added it will get a notification in their feed saying that you've edited it so they've got a chance to go back and review and just make sure that you know no mistakes have been made but um, now anyone's free to add and edit information as long as they've signed in via you know their google facebook accounts whatever okay great this is which anchorage was it friends just uh, uh, just out of interest it's in go check turkey let's see how would i identify this to you um what do I say? Anchorage. Did it go check bay? Uh, let me let me sailing in the Mediterranean and beyond. Um, what do I have here? Let me back out here. Uh, what is it called here? Cord- I've got the coordinates and sailing in the Mediterranean. It's called sailing in the Mediterranean and beyond. Podcast logo image location anchorage is what I t- t- title it at. And ah. I think I remember you added this about a year ago. Yeah, it was right after I, <laughs> right after I listened. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and yeah it, I found it. I found it. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so it's indicating protection from... Okay, so at the moment it's showing north, northeast, northeast and, and I, south are all good. Oh, well, actually, I tried to change. I took that off. So I went into edit place. Yeah, go on. Let's, let's talk through it. Okay, so, yeah, so we go edit to edit place. place. And I'm uh-huh. going to unclick south and actually add northwest. 
Okay. And then, um, then so at the bottom gonna... of the page, click on save, huh? Well, what pops up is a window that says, please zoom in more on the map and check that you have put the marker in the correct location. But I never changed yeah. it on the map, so maybe I have okay, to do yeah, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you just, um, if you go to where the map is and click on the plus button just to zoom right in, mm-hmm. just c- confirm that you're happy with the position of the anchorage okay. and then click on save. All right, that's, that's why I didn't save it the last time I tried to. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I mean, I could spend forever putting anchorage spots in here, but that takes a lot of time. Well, you'd be my guest. <laughs> it does take a lot of time, yeah. All right. If you're just doing one or two, it, it takes seconds. But, uh, yeah, to do lots and lots, it takes some time. So you're going to be doing some work in Trinidad. Um, well, just, yeah, a few jobs on the boat. I think our batteries are um, getting towards the end of their, their useful life, so we'll be shopping for batteries the solar panels that we fitted um, a year ago haven't really lived up to expectations, so we've got some work to do there. And otherwise, I think it's it's mainly cosmetic. It's going to be just giving the boat a really good clean because we've been uh, on the move now for pretty much a year solid since we left uh, Marina de Ragusa. Um, so it'll do the boat good just to be lifted and uh, given a little bit of a, a shine up, I think. But apart from that, there's, there's not really a lot to do on the boat. All right. So I'm just clicking on you again. You have a Halberg Rossi. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of cruisers have Halberg Rossies. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely boat. There's no point me, you know, dressing it up or anything. It's, it's a boat that we, um, we set our hearts on, worked hard, put, you know, put the money aside for it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's solid. You know, mid-Atlantic, when it's got a little bit bumpy, there was... No concerns at all. The boat's just rock solid and did exactly what we wanted it to do for the for the crossing. And uh, it's a good living boat as well. The space is divided up nicely. Um, from a you know uh, a boy's perspective, let's say it's the engine room's fantastic. All the systems are laid out nicely, and uh, yeah, we've been very pleased with it. Great. Well, Steve, unless you have anything else to add, I'm going to call it an interview. But let's okay. let's keep in touch. Uh, maybe at least maybe once a year, maybe more often. If you have stories to tell or more updates to give us, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. In fact, I've, I've got one more thing. My wife's been waving at me. We've just uh, today we've hit the five thousand mark on the places on the map. So uh, we just like to say thank you to everyone who's been using the site and has continued to contribute uh, data and uh, you know their, their time and effort into managing. Uh, you know, the information that's on the map. So, yeah, 5,000 places we've hit today, which is great. Well, thanks so much for your service. This is great. It's a pleasure. It's good fun. All right. Keep in touch, Steve. Will do, Franz. Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing.